This is the Deep Exile Podcast. It was July of 1976. That's it. That was a fine year. When you opened your beer, you pulled a tab and it came off. Yeah. And then, if you're a badass, you put the... the the little aluminum tab back in the drink. Inside the can. Yeah, it's like Russian roulette of beer drinking Yeah, because you might choke and cut your throat. But now it's all safe. We've got the little pop, pop. But between that and what we have now, there were the, remember the ones that was like two little dots that you press them in, like a small dot and a larger dot, and you push them both in? Oh, yeah. Those were lame. Yeah. It was was overly complicated. They didn't last long. That was just a little window between what we have now. Okay. You ready? It's July 2011. I am David Helpling. And I'm John Jenkins. And this is the Deep Exile podcast number... 15. 15. So it's podcast number 15. And our last podcast was late July of 2010. Is that correct? It was, according to my calculations, it was July 14th of 2010. So not quite a year ago, but really close to a year ago. Well, that's before The Crossing even came out. Crossing didn't come out until September. That's right. That was sort of an announcement uh, that The Crossing was coming and we're getting close. Yeah. But we didn't even do a, hey, The Crossing's out podcast. So here it is, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) The Crossing in stores now. Get it today. Oh, just real quick. This microphone I'm talking on, you, the fans that are listening, thank you for buying me this microphone. Because this microphone was purchased with the money that I got from you guys buying albums and downloading The Crossing. Hey. So thanks for the new mic, fans. That's awesome. Yeah. So here, check this out. On one hand, you know, it's pretty cool that we're doing another podcast in less than a year. That's pretty cool. Well, you know know how cool is that? We used to do them every season. Well, wait a second. That's the one hand. There's a a second hand. Okay. Should I say the first hand? So on one hand... Hey, we're making the podcast, you know, before the year mark. So, you know, it's not too bad. On the other hand, a freaking year? <laughs> what were you guys doing? What? The album's done. Why can't you just hang out and talk to us once in a while? I don't really know. What happened, John? I, yeah, we've, we've, get, we've been hearing from people about when the hell is the next podcast. Yeah, I think almost everywhere. Emails, Facebook, everything. When's the next podcast? Well, Here, this is it. This is it. And, you know, the last couple of ones, we've done these fancy intros in the cave and visitation with UFOs and all this yeah, stuff. And actually, then, the last one, we were outside, which was wonderful. And then TC's UFO came, you know, the mothership came and visited us, which was really exciting. And the one before that, we were actually in the cave. But I think this podcast, we're just in deep exile hanging out. It's it's sort of low budget, this one. I don't know if it's low budget. Man. Well, you know. Naysayer. Where's the production value? That's true. It is low budget. But it's not because we don't have a budget. Maybe it is. We blew it all on that microphone. That's it. Thanks, fans. <laughs> I got one royalty check. I spent it all in this mic. <laughs> but thank you. So, yeah, we missed fall. We missed winter. No, we, we missed, missed spring, all the seasons. And now it's summer again. So for those of you that go back, you know, years from now and listening to them in order, you're going to hear podcast 14, summertime. Podcast 15, summertime. The next year. How was your fall? Oh, it was awesome. How was your fall? Oh, it was great. You and I, we did quite a bit of traveling. You know, we did a couple radio interviews. We did a couple cruises. Did we record those interviews? We do have a recording of the KSBR interview and the Alien Air interview. So stick around. We're going to play some excerpts from the interviews, perhaps. <laughs> you want to button that up a little tighter there, bro? <laughs> <laughs> You sound fairly uncertain. I haven't heard them. Oh, nice. Hello. Who, Who is, is it? That? Who is it? It's my wife. Here, put it really close to the phone. Hello? Did you press talk? <laughs> is it line two? Hello? You have to press talk, man. It's so dark in here, I can't read it. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> We're recording a podcast right now. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm good. I got cash. He's talking to there. his wife on the phone. I said hi. David says hi. We'll resume the podcast in a minute when he's done talking. (laughs) He's laughing. He's happy to hear from his wife. Okay. So you want to say anything to all the podcast people out there? Am I being recorded right now? 
Yeah. Put on speaker. Press the speaker button. I don't know. I can't read the buttons. Hell, I can't either. <laughs> there it is. I'm not going to ask what you're doing in the dark with my husband. Oh, you know, the huge. Nothing scary. Okay. Well, as long as you guys are enjoying yourselves. Are we, John? I'm having a great time. We're about to do the um, iPod shootout thing, so. Oh, okay. That's always fun. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to pass you over to your man. Hold on. Okay. She's on the speaker now, so you can put it up. She can say something. Hey. Okay. I'm going to say goodbye. Okay. Hey, goodbye, everybody. Okay, bye. Okay, okay which one does it hang up? Off on the right. Upper top, right hand? Top right is off. Okay. So that was Mrs. Jenkins, yes. everybody. Mrs. Jenkins called to check up, see how we're doing. You know, I miss John, too, when he's not around. So I, I you know, I would call him. You do call me. I do. Several times a day. That's right. Hey, JJ, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, I'll let you go. Just make, making sure everything's cool. Later. What, what are you going to have for lunch? Yeah, I had the most awesome BLT and Bloody Mary. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. 15. 15. That's awesome. It would be more awesome if we didn't take a year since podcast 14, don't you think? But, the, you know, the here here's our other excuse. Speaking of time and how precious it is these days. Since the last podcast, we have actually been in the studio working on new material, working on stuff for the next record. And the problem is that, not really a problem, but... Challenge. The challenge is that <laughs> when we get a free day, we want to spend it working on new music and being creative and, and moving toward the next project. It's like, we should really do a podcast. You know, but and, it's like, we only have this one day this week. We have to focus on the music. We're working on music for the record. We get that awesome day. We start writing music. There's no way we're going to stop that to record a podcast. So I, I I don't know what's better, you know, record the podcast or keep working on new music. So that's why it's taking so long, right? Send us an email to uh, info at deepexile.com. Let us know what's better, working on new music or recording a podcast. Yeah. Why don't you say, you know what? We're okay with the podcast. Hopefully not because this one, number 15, was lame, but because you're more interested in getting the third record in what I guess is sort of a trilogy at this point of our work together. Or give us a call. 858-926-5770. It's a voicemail line, but you can call and say anything. You could yell at us. You could tell us you like a song. You can ask all kinds of insightful questions, but just call because you'll end up on the podcast and whatever you called about will be responded to directly. But you know what? Speaking of calls, it's been a year nearly since our last podcast. We must have a million calls yeah, let's, piled up for us to listen to. Let's you know, see what's on the machine. It's loading. Hey. Oh, we do have message. What? We have message, but we don't have messages. We have one message in a year? One. After putting out a new album? It looks like there's one. Okay, let's hear it. Hello, James and John. My name is Tara, and I just wanted to let the two of you what, know what joy and solace I take in your music. I've been an avid listener for many years, and I'm especially fond of the two albums that you've done together. Um, you've probably topped my play charts overall in that time. My question or comment, depending on how you take it, is about your song title. Obviously, there's a deeply introspective nature to them. And I'm just wondering and curious, and probably a lot of us are, how much of this is your own introspection and your own feelings and how much of it is up to us to interpret as listeners? Because it seems like a really great way to name songs. Like uh, right now I'm listening to Not a Soul, Not a Sound. I don't know if you can hear it, but um, I just want to thank you too for your music. And I think we all look forward to hearing lots of great music from the two of you in the future. Have a great day. What a great message. Kara. I think if we were going to get one message, that would certainly be the one message I would like to receive. Agreed. Thank you so much, Kara. Thank you deeply. It's really awesome to get a message like this. And yes, the song titles are very introspective. And while they are thought-provoking, they are at the same time maybe sort of vague because there is some interpretation that should be left to the listener to a certain degree. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think you actually really hit it on the head there, Kara. The titles are always really tricky thing 
to come up with. And usually for me, it's the last thing. I know for David, a lot of times it's the first thing. But even though it's the first thing, they often change at the end. Because when you and I work together and create an album, the arc of the listening experience from beginning to end is important. And the song titles begin to influence each other. Yes. Because all of a sudden, now that this track is at the end of the record, it has a completely different meaning than when it existed in a vacuum as its own little idea. So it's a little bit of both, but we do spend a lot of time working on song titles to find the one, sometimes several days. Oh yeah. We have to sleep on it and we're like, you know what? I'm really not feeling this one. Yeah, it's really hard because we've said this many times before, but we are leading you on a journey. It's a journey of, of feelings or emotions. And it's really hard to put that into a title without being too specific and yet still to convey what part of the journey this track plays. Exactly. I mean, if the titles are too specific, they start to become one-dimensional. These flat things that say a very specific thing and the music is about so much more than that. And to the listener, a certain song can mean you know, 10 or 12 different types of things. And a very it's a very personal experience to listen to music like this. When I listen to music like this by other artists, I take it very personally and I have my own little visions of what I think the song is about. So to name something so specifically is sort of, um, you know, putting a cap on it. Mm-hmm. And that just uh, isn't cool. Mm-hmm. And in fact, John and I have been working quite a bit on the new record. We have a lot of material. We're really excited about it. But all of the titles for this third record so far are dates. <laughs> yeah, March 18th. Yeah, two hours ago, we were working on March 18th. When things start to gel a little more, we'll start doing temp titles. And even if the titles are slightly ridiculous, like big and huge and scary, deep and soft and warm, you know, yeah. at some point we'll start to narrow it down into what it's about. Um, but the song titles will come to us on their own when it's time. Thank you so much for the great question and the call, Kara. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and Kara, I just appreciate the kind of listener you are. You're such an advocate for our music, and you're very interested in sharing it with other people, and you're reaching out via Facebook and emails and calling us. It's just great to hear from you. Thank you. So how many of you podcast listeners out there have a 5.1 system of some kind at your house or office or man cave or wherever you rock out the DVDs. I bet some of them do. I bet a lot of them do. Well, you're in luck. (laughs) Who's in luck? Those that do. Almost all of our material, in fact, I think all of our material individually, our solo works and our collective albums, Treasure in the Crossing, have been released in 5.1 Surround by... John Kellogg. John Kellogg is one of the pioneers of 5.1 sound. He's mixed albums by Foreigner, Chicago, ELP, all these great bands. And we're lucky enough to have him mixing our record. Very lucky. In 5.1. Exactly. So Treasure was completely remixed. He put things where he wanted to put them and he interpreted Treasure into a 5.1 experience. And when I sat in the sweet spot in his place up in L.A. It just blew me away because I don't do surround here at my place at all. John has started his own company called Jana Music, J-H-A-N-A music.com. He's doing a really interesting thing there. It's, it's actually surround downloads. Yeah, you can download this application and this a disc image file and burn your own DVD from your computer. And then play it on your home theater system. Yeah, and if you don't want to do that, you can simply order a DVD that's already been created. So those of you that do have home theaters or 5.1 surround systems, even in your car, I think a lot of people have it in their car. Yeah, exactly. um, You can just get the 5.1 versions of all of our stuff. So that's something that happened since the last podcast. Yeah, that's a very big deal. What else happened since the last podcast? You know what? Um, The Crossing won some pretty cool awards. At first, I wasn't sure what the ZMR awards were, Isn't it the actual DJs that play the music that do all the voting for these awards? Yeah, the DJs, the programmers. So they hear a lot of this kind of music all the time. That is so cool for them to, you know, glue themselves onto The Crossing and vote like that. So The Crossing won Best Ambient Album and Best Electronic Album and Best Cover Art. 
which is well-deserved for Mikael Karch. Mikael Karch worked so hard and worked directly with us to create this art. And we went through so many stages of development until it became what it is. And the guy is just a master at what he does. So just in the interest of reporting the news, I mean, that's something that, that happened that we're excited about and never expected in a million years. And, and we're just so grateful. Because you and I have been releasing music for a long time both individually and together, and it's just, you know, we never win any awards. So this is like a big deal for us. It's very exciting. Yeah, it definitely came out of nowhere. It was a very pleasant surprise after all the work and stuff. So back to the interviews. We did these interviews late last year, KSBR in Orange County, California, Mm -hmm. and KXLU. Is that Alien Air? With Pat? Yes, with Pat Murphy, Alien Air Music. I know there's got to be some good stuff from that, because he is just such a character. He is awesome. Can we just play him right now? Yeah, we can. And both of these were in promotion for the release, right? Yes. Here it is. Check it out. It's the Morning Breeze, and I have in studio with me some very special guests who I haven't seen since Treasure, actually. (laughs) It's John Jenkins and... David Helpling, I am so stoked to have you guys. Thanks for coming in today. Hi, DJ. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, you left your pointy hats at home. Yes, we did. (laughs) I I teased the last time that they were in with the CD Treasure, that I know you guys have all enjoyed, that uh, I imagined them in long cloaks with pointy hats sitting in some dark, misty place, you know, creating this music because it is so incredibly atmospheric and beautiful and magical and uh the new city the crossing is brilliant and beautiful thank you guys thank you that together how long did it take you guys to get it going oh well we've been working on it well treasure was three years ago right and we took about close to a year off to play some live shows so it's been about two years in the making i'm looking at an image of the sky it's an amazing image of the sky it's like mauve and purple and orange and magenta and it looks like creation happening and the light in the distance with this foggy misty looking uh cloudy uh, you know sea of clouds from which these prominences are like extending into the sky how cool is that what what where did you guys get that image to create that for your artwork and stuff guys well there's this artist um mikhail karch in poland that we were really into his work and excited about the stuff he had done and it what he was doing was matching what the music was about so we approached him to say hey we've got this album would you be interested in doing the artwork and he was on board and we just went back and forth quite a bit Uh to really try to explain how big and how vast and how deep we wanted to go yeah which took several steps i'm sure until it matched the music but this guy is just an amazing photographer artist digital artist so we worked with him to create the image. Well, I have it now above the window here in the KSBR studios where it will be immortalized forever, you guys. <laughs> immortalized. Immortalized <nice>. forever, yes. <laughs> Everybody coming into the studio will see the crossing above the window. It's very cool. Uh, just across from the treasure from a few years back. Hey, there it is, yeah. very, another That is so amazing to see Great that on investment, the wall. you know, of, uh, of artist time. And, and not too many people are really actually... Doing posters and stuff these days, and like not finding that, and uh, so I'm glad that you guys had the attitude to get that artwork out there. Yeah, we think that the artwork is it's a big part of the whole package, you know, the whole presentation that we're sure. putting together. So um, the artwork needs to be represented well and put out there for people to enjoy just as much as the music. A beautiful CD, I must say. It is just a beautiful CD, you guys. Thank you must you. be very proud. I mean, kind of like a baby coming into the world, something new, a very different vibration. How does it feel? It feels good. I think we really pushed ourselves on this one, and it's, you know, as far as anything I've ever been involved with, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it's the best. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've is, taken it as. This as, is the farthest that we've pushed uh, everything that we do, and and to have it be released and out in the world is amazing. I mean, just to be in this time is is fun. You know, I have specific questions, in fact, and instructions to ask you. Okay. about any live performances that you're going to be doing in association with this release because everybody wants to come see you and i mean i've already i mean literally i had three emails yesterday wanting to me to ask this question wow. so if you haven't already like set it in your minds and imaginations where you're going to go play this performance um talk to me between breaks <laughs> well we're definitely in the in the early 
formative stages of that process, so we'll definitely want to talk to you about that. We're still oh, recovering from uh, getting the record out. I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Okay, so which one of you is most responsible for the compositions in putting this music together? Did you go, I'll do track one, you'll do track two? No? Every track was both of us side by side. Just like Treasure, it's the same thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so you know, you're sitting there with with keyboards and you're sitting there with guitars and mm-hmm. you're going, okay, I can make this sound over here. Why don't you make that sound over there? Or is it just you do it and the other one just responds and it's like magic? Yeah, it's more like that where, where we're sitting side by side and we'll just start playing something and then sometimes the other guy will say, wow, that was cool. Do that again. Even It's something I never would have played again. He hears something in it that's different and then he'll take it and work with that and then I'll hear something in that and it's really explosive yeah I mean and there's not much talking it's really I react to what he does uh-huh. and, and most of the things we'll say will be like oh that's cool do that again <laughs> or wait do that three times and then do that thing and that's pretty much our communication oh that's and, fun and we're just in the studio all day oh, but it, it all happens I want to come in with a cam, a video camera you guys <laughs> let me capture some of this please do <laughs> we have some footage actually um, we did a thing called the, uh, the Moments in Exile video series oh uh huh while we were working on the record. Oh, fun! And it's on, it's at uh, deepexile.blip.tv, and we had like little episodes of us just working on different oh, tracks. Oh, I want to see this. Okay, so you can go up? on there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us again where to find that so I can find it later. Deepexile.blip.tv. .tv. Oh, how cool! Yeah. Now, this is the kind of stuff I want to find. <laughs> this is the content that I want to create, right? And I want to see when I'm looking uh, into somebody's catalog and that kind of thing. I want to. I want that glimpse into the back scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very nice, you guys. Hmm? I'm I'm excited and stoked that you're going to do that. Is there some kind of story that goes along with the title that you came up with that? I, I mean, no, honestly, the crossing seems like a journey, and you're going through, you know, the growth and you know, moving into the sky, and then kind of getting across the sky, and then you're you're you know, above it all, and then for the following. <laughs> yeah, you and, pretty much just going, summed it up there. The lesson, oh, wow, oh, gee. You don't get the lesson until after you fall, but then you have a chance to kind of recoup and, and fly and, and get back on track and go beyond where you ever were before. It sounds like you've been on the journey. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you've listened, you've listened to the record. It's cool. It's really cool, you guys. Awesome. I'm loving it. Um, this has been... You know, like I said, just kind of a fun thing for me to explore because your music is, you know, so cinematic. It has such a visual quality to it. So you're engaging your imagination as each sound goes by. It reminds me, you know, of a lot of different exciting artists that I've listened to in the past. It has elements, but it's all uniquely your own. I love it. I, I just am, I'm going to be listening to this a lot. You guys will be hearing more of it. You know, I think some people might want to know, how did you guys run into each other? I mean, did you guys trip over each other in the electronics store? Did you, did you <laughs> like, exactly. admire each other's music from afar and reach out? Or? Actually, we did tr- We did run into each other at a store. That's that true. Yeah, time? you were working at a store. I was working at a, uh, a music, you know, um, instrument uh-huh. store, and... John and Howard came in looking for some stuff, and I said, oh, I just made this CD myself, check it out. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, wow, you want to be signed on our label? And I was like, yeah. So was that between Green and Blue? Yeah. Well, I, I love that. 96. I, I mean, that's when I was introduced. And then, you know, I, and then I realized that this whole group of people, and especially John, are really kindred artists with the kind of stuff I was doing. Uh-huh. So, you know, it did take a while for us to really get together and make a record. But it was meant to be. Meant to be. Destiny, I can hear it. All right, you guys. Well, I'm loving the music of The Crossing. You guys can find more information on the website. So glad that you took the time to come up from San Diego and to this area to be with us. Love to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, It's been a blast, and we look forward to the next time. I want to thank you guys for putting so much wonderful effort in creating this. It's just a gift to all of us. Absolutely. John Jenkins and David Helpling. It was so cool to hear that after um, however long it's been. Many, many months. Yeah, nine months or eight months or whatever. To hear, you know, the stuff with DJ Thornton and, and how much she was into the music and really into the art. But, you know, there's that interview, which was sort of the, hey, it's morning, we got our coffee, it's this awesome interview. And then 
we have Pat from Alien Air. So let's play a couple quick excerpts from the Alien Air interview with Pat. Here you go. Very pleasant good evening out there to everybody. Welcome to Alien Air Music. Two hours of international electronic musical sounds brought to you each week from 9 to 11 p.m. here on KXOU Los Angeles, 88.9 FM, the voice of Loyola Marymount University, and on the web at kxlu.com. Tonight's special interview, I have in the studios with me David Helpling and John Jenkins. We're going to be talking about their new release called The Crossing. Why don't you all say hello and see if we can hear you. Hello, Pat. Hello. Sounds good. We're all... As I say in a porn industry, we got wood. All right, guys. <laughs> Just a little bit of something to break the uh, break the ice here. David Helpling and John Jenkins in here. Well, we're here to talk about this thing. It's really phenomenal. When I put it on and started playing it, it was uh, just just got better and better each each track. Thank you. Yeah, it just awesome. reaches out and grabs you. It does. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell, tell tell everybody a little bit about this project. Uh, I think you were saying it was some time in the making and everything. Yeah, it's been about two years in the making. It's a sort of a sequel album to the last album we released. It was Treasure in 2007. Which we were, uh, we had kind of a impromptu interview with that. That was an interesting time, yeah. Yeah. It was a fun one. But this is really an answer to that record. This is a sequel, and, um, you know, we're taking things a bit farther, a little darker. And um, we really pushed the limits of the way that we make music with this record, so... You have a—I was going to say—you have a very polished sound. I mean, not stuffy or anything like that, but just very. Um, what's the word? Almost. The, do you have Robert Rich maybe do the uh, the sound work on there? I, I mean that as a compliment. It's very, very clean and uh, pristine. Yeah, we definitely take our time. This this record was two years in the making, and we we like to take our time and really um, work things and get things sounding just the way we want them. And, Obviously, we, the, the mastering on the disc is great, and that was by Cass Anawadi and Howard Givens up in Portland, Oregon, and they did a phenomenal job. Just made it sound stellar. We're really happy with that. And of course, the artwork, you know, really follows along the uh, the mood that you try and create with this too. Yeah, and that's um, another difference here. Is this time the art was made for the music. Last time we found an image that that worked with what we were that doing. That worked. So the, this whole album, as our second album as a duo, is just much more deliberate. So when you set out to do this, uh, because the sound—I don't know if I want to say—sounds so much more developed, but it has such unique characteristics to it. Did you set out in a direction, and did the music kind of take you in that direction? Or did you take the music in that direction? How would you describe you know the way this thing was put together? Typically, when we're working, we we get taken on a trip by the music. <laughs> yeah, we we set out to do something, and it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes it does, but usually we're kind of chasing it down. Yeah, we have certain instruments and certain sounds that we really like, and so we we get those instruments and sounds together, and you know we generally have something we're chasing after, something we're trying to say. And we just um, start playing and let it go. That was the chair, not me singing, by the way. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> I don't have headphones on. Anyway, um, my guests here in the studios of KXLU, David Helpling and John Jenkins, you want to tell people about a little bit of the technical aspects of what you're doing? Uh, software, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, no, that's not important. Technical stuff? <laughs> what, is that important? For the other geeks out there, they're listening to Well, we're playing instruments and guitars and drums and synthesizers, and we're creating our own sounds, and we... Um, made some of our own instruments and sampled some of our own sounds for this record so we're sort of all over the map you know whatever it takes to get the idea down you know we we do we do whatever it takes to get the sound we're looking for a lot of manipulation of things where david will play a guitar part and then we'll take that and affect it in some strange way and run that backwards and then re-affect that and just a lot of manipulation and effects and things like that yeah when john says we'll do whatever it takes he's serious like we will stop and run outside and grab whatever we can find that is giving us the right sound we're just uh, we take it to the limit until we go yeah that's it that's that magic we're looking for so whatever it takes you know well what i loved about this is i listened to the first song and then the second song we just heard two pass and just from one to the other it really progressed it just to the point where it was almost addictive you just loved to wow. keep listening to it and i listen to a lot of different types of music from you know the whole web craze so 
I think it says a lot to the work that you're doing. Now, of course, when you're in the traditional industry that you are making CDs and you do much better processing, that really does stand out. That little bit extra or a lot extra that you do for your sound and everything really does come through. Well, it's funny you mention that because when we're working on, on stuff, we're very album-oriented. Yeah. At least I am. From I was always into listening to complete albums from beginning to end and the whole story that they told and... You know, things like like The Wall or Lamb Lies Down on Broadway or those big, you know, epic storytelling discs. So so we put a lot of thought into the journey of the, you know, the first song into the second song into the third, the whole, the yeah, whole the, story. The song order and the way that it, it washes over you and the way that it starts and the way that it ends is really important. So we are thinking about that when we're in the studio and we're writing and we're playing these parts. You also mentioned a thing about how it flows, and uh, I didn't know this, but from... The end of the previous release, Treasure, is the beginning of this CD, The Crossing. There are echoes of the last song um, appearing in the beginning of this record, sort of harking back to where where you were set down at the end of the last record of listening to Treasure. So if you put them back to back and you listen deep, you'll really hear some... There's an excuse for people stuff. to get both CDs, too. Well, there yeah, you go. that's yeah. now that you mention it, yeah. David Helpling and John Jenkins, and I really appreciate you coming up tonight and telling everybody about this beautiful new release. It's uh, it's just like the cover. You, you climb up to the top of the mountain, and you just... Yeah, all, all of this music ended up being cinematic. And when I say ended up, you know, when we sit down to write a piece of music, we have no idea how it's going to turn out. We just know what we want to get from it or what we want to put into it. Um, but by the time a lot of this stuff was done, it ended up being very cinematic. And, you know, when we built the track order and the way that the, the songs hit you, there's a push and a pull. And, you know, we, we start to really realize, wow, this is what the record's going to sound like. Mm-hmm. This is what it's going to be. So to have it out right now, out in the world, is just awesome. Now, what kind of reviews have you been getting from, uh, from people? What have they told you? It's funny because a lot of people, you mentioned during the break how the music was really cinematic and a lot of the reviews have also said that same thing. It's interesting. Now you were talking about how the music was like uh, a sequel to an evolution from your own creative uh, pursuits on this and musically what you did and particularly here on the CD of The Crossing. Yeah, we talked a little bit earlier about how the, the last track on Treasure sort of leads into this album and we, we definitely wanted to make a sequel to Treasure. We wanted this to be a sort of a continuation of that journey. But at the same time, we didn't want to make the same album again. No, not at all. You know, Treasure was our first album together as a duo. And we set out, you know what? Let's make our next record. And it it is a sequel. And what do you do when you make a sequel? You go farther, deeper, bigger, bigger, darker, wider. (laughs) So we pushed everything and we just, anything we felt, we laid it down. We hit the drums harder. We played, we just, you know, that's what you do. And um, I think it shows in the music when you listen to it. It does. You mentioned wider, and I just, like I said, the word that comes to mind is expansive, how this is. uh, It reminds me of the cover of the the, the tiny shadow of the person standing on that mountaintop, you know, how how wide and majestic and expansive this is, Uh just the sounds that that emanate from the CD and what you did on it. Wow. Really is a great. You know, musical accomplishment too. Thank treasure, you. treasure seemed to be kind of more internal, in a way, didn't it? Yeah. You yeah, know, inside the cave, so. like it shows. Yeah. yeah. And this, this one is like up above on the mountaintop. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely unleashed. Now I have to ask this too, also, because I've had dreams where I've actually heard or composed music. I don't know how to write or compose music, which is frustrating, because if you in your positions if you have a dream about a melody or something you hear you can actually wake up and start to compose something have you ever been able to do that i that has never happened to okay. me i don't that's never happened to me it's happened to me but by the time i get my hands on an instrument i'm not in the space where i was when i was yeah. dreaming cuz your subconscious is just that when you're awake you just can't tap into it yeah but yeah i know what you're talking about that'd be interesting an interesting experiment to do sometime if you ever you know, wake up. There's an old story, I guess, of an Italian composer from the 1600s, and I should know who his name is, but uh, he heard this beautiful symphony, and it was composed by Lucifer, and he woke up and he started to write down as fast as he could, and it's called the Devil's Symphony, and uh, a lot of people in, in his day, when he when he actually uh, conducted it, they absolutely they loved it. They said, this is really brilliant. He goes, it's nothing compared to what it was in my dream. <laughs> this is just a small part. Yeah, I can see that. 
my guests here in the studio, David Helpling and John Jenkins. And I want to thank you folks for having stepped up here in the studio of KXLU. Really appreciate uh, being able to chat with you about this and uh, your CD. Really yeah, it's great. awesome yeah. hanging out with you. You yeah. always ask us very interesting questions. I mean, other than having a 12-pack, it was almost a perfect arrangement. <laughs> That's all we need. That's we are right. an alcohol-free zone here up at KXLU. Got to watch out. Bop me upside the head with a rolling pin. <laughs> we are a no-booze zone up here in KXLU. So. We're drinking water. Yes. This that last track was very introspective. Definitely. Yeah. And you do, uh, you really... The way you set out your titles and what you try and do, uh, the music evokes that kind of emotion. It's it's not too often that you can have artists that can do something like that. So it speaks a lot, not just about your engineering prowess on the on the production of the CD, but uh, the, the feelings that you bring with it. And this one really has a uniform series of feelings on it, but uh, really struck me the first time I heard it. So Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Excellent, folks. Well, let's get back to the music here on the Alien Airwaves. I'll be back here in just a second. KXLU Los Angeles, Alien Air Music. So there it is, the interview on Alien Air Music with Pat Murphy. That was very fun. Definitely different. I had a great time at that one. So there you go. Deep Exile podcast number 15 is in the books. Wait, wait, wait. We didn't do the... Shuffle shootout uh, battle thing. Oh, they don't care about that, do they? Really? I don't know. Do people really like that iPod thing? I take it back because I get a lot of people on the Facebook say, you guys, that's my favorite part of the podcast. Okay. Please keep doing those. So it's important that we include this. And I think a year ago when we did it, it was only your iPod because I didn't even have my iPod that Yeah, day. so it was kind of like you pressing my iPod and me pressing my iPod. Yeah. And I still won. <laughs> Perhaps because they were all from my iPod. See, it's sort of not fair because I have 11,461 songs on my iPod. And I have like 5,000. Yeah. So you've got way more than me. I've put like all the crap on mine where you've weeded yours. You only have the good stuff on yours. I'm going to put something out here. John is much more of an eclectic listener of music than I. When it comes to recreational music listening, I'm really picky. And I am... Probably a little close-minded. I'm sorry. I'm the guy who likes to have everything on his iPod. Because you never know when you're going to need to pull out some Bee Gees and play it for somebody. Or, you know what? I'm feeling James Brown. Sometimes I'm feeling Elvis. I'm feeling Neil Diamond. I want to hear it. You know, you're on a road trip. You put these little bombs in there. Oh, man. So here we go. So this is, uh, are we doing three tracks each? It was five. We could do three. We could do five, whatever you want to do. Why don't we split the diff let and me see say how, four? Let me see how I'm doing after oh, three. you can't decide after you've heard the tracks. Let's split the diff and say four <laughs> tracks from each of us. Okay. This is track one, John's iPod. Now this is true shuffle mode, Shuffle right? songs. See that right there? What does that say? It says shuffle songs. Here we go. People I can do without. George Carlin. This you have George Carlin's... I do. I have George Carlin on my iPod. He is the most refreshing, cynical man I've ever heard. Anyone Does this count? It's on your iPod. <laughs> it's a track. George Carlin was great. Yeah. I really, really respect the guy. He was so insightful and such a groundbreaker in what he did. He was really amazing. Well, there's one of your four. <laughs> That's what you get for putting all that stuff on your iPod, man. I tried to tell you. Okay, well, let's hear track two. Okay. A true shuffle from John's iPod. Here we go. I'm the icebox man at our house. This can't be happening. Icebox man. Another George Carlin. This sounds several years earlier. This is earlier. Are you sure you're in true shuffle mode? I don't know, man. Okay, let's see what... Okay, there's two of your tracks. Let's go. These can't count. It's art. It counts. Okay. Third track. I like to laugh. It's important. You know, some guy smoked eight joints, and he's going to inventory my refrigerator. <laughs> I love the look. The great you. Tony Bennett. Oh, Tony Bennett is the man. Yeah, I want to be his caddy on the golf course. I'll do anything just to hang with the dude. The oh, let's the listen to this for a second. Crank it up. East, west, north, and the south of you. I'd love to gain complete control of you. Nothing like and it, man. I love this stuff. 
You know how they have the, the music choice channels on your cable TV? I always go to Swingers and Standards. Yeah. And I can just put that on while I'm making dinner. God, I love it. I have a lot of Tony Bennett on here. This is from the uh, Unplugged album, the, actually the MTV appearance that he did. I think this makes up for the first two. No offense to Carlin, he's genius, but I think you're bringing a lot of class to the shootout here. So you only have one more track. You want to go five? Let's go five. I feel it. Let's go five. Let's hear four, and then we'll see what we can do after that. How do you have this? This. this how is do you, how do you a, think I have this it? This is supposed to be on my iPod. Explain to our listeners what this is and how the heck and why the heck it's on your iPod. This is from a film soundtrack for the movie Monsoon Wedding by Michael Dana. This was a big influence for my score to Trade-Offs. David was really into this when he was working on Trade-Offs, and he showed me, he played this album for me, and I'm like, hey, that's really cool, I have to get that. So this that's song, why it's on my iPod. It's th- because of David. This song is not representative of what the soundtrack is at all. This is that party wedding music, <laughs> but it's from India. That's all you need to know. Good stuff. Okay, next. Yeah, you need another one. Let's go five. I like this song a lot. Oh, I love this song. Come Undone by Duran Duran. I love this record. It's from the Wedding Album. Yep. This is like the uh, the comeback album for Duran Duran, right? I love all of Duran Duran. From Planet Earth to the last record, I love all of it. What was the single from this album? Had amazing... It like, was, wasn't sing- it this? No, I thought it was another track. Let's let Simon come up and bust a move before we set him free. So was that all five of yours? Or are we going to... Unless we're going to cut out one of the Carlins. Okay, let's let you have six. Go. Okay, here we go. I'll just stick with five. Oh, come on, man. It's on your iPod. You got to let it free. This is a total guilty pleasure for me. I have a lot of those on my iPod, bro. What is it? Thompson Twins. I love the Thompson Twins. My girlfriend and I were listening to a bunch of Thompson Twins the other day. Man. While we were making dinner. It was great. I love all of this stuff. Just like this really polished pop, good songwriting. I love music like this. I'm sorry. Anything 80s, I'm, I'm just into it. Love it. I actually saw the Thompson Twins live. No way. I would give anything to get in the time machine and go back to the 80s and see all these bands. So that's cool, man. That's your five tracks, we'll call it. It's not cool. <laughs> but it's on my iPod. It's a great track, man. Yeah. All right, well, let's see how bad and embarrassed I'm going to be. Okay. Let's hit it. Switch it over. Dude, that was terrible. People love it. I love it. This is fun. Okay, here's David's iPod. Okay, this is David's iPod, track one. Yeah, here, I'm in trouble already. Me and my soundtracks. What is this? This is the score to Frailty by Brian Tyler. I was assigned to watch this movie and really get into the score for a movie that I did the music for. Yeah, this is a gnarly scene. What is happening right now, you should not watch. Okay. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> anyway, I was to study this film for a movie I did called Hair of the Dog. Okay. Still a great film. I love the movie. Bill Paxton, very creepy. Brian Tyler did the score. Let's move on. And I could stop something. Do I get any points for this? This is, you know how I had one that should have been on your iPod? Yeah. (laughs) This one should have been on my iPod. I love that sound. Yeah. I think just because there's slide and this sort of pitch shifted string pad, you should know who we're listening to. Yeah. Right? Daniel Lenoir. He's the reason that U2's Unforgettable Fire was freaking amazing. 
What was the name of this album? All That Is Something? Here Is What Is. Here Is What Is, Daniel Lenoir. And it's actually a companion album to a film. See, John knows more about this than I do, but it's on my iPod. But anything that Daniel Lenoir does, I'm going to jump on, especially as a guitar player. Okay, next. Next, track three. There's no shocker about this one, right? Nope. Something by these guys had to come up. Good song. So you guys probably know this, but U2 is the reason that I'm doing music at all. It's the reason I decided to do music instead of marine biology in high school. It's the entire foundation of my youth. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> These guys know how to write a damn good song. Yes, they do. And they write them together. Did they do this song on Letterman? Oh, this nah. is before that. This is the album before that. That was awesome, though. When they were on Letterman for a whole week. They were. Every and, night. And he was so into it. David Letterman. <sighs> Man. He was just really into having that kind of huge sound on his show. Okay, next. Next. Oh, yeah. I scored. You and I are big fans of The Maiden. Oh, man. All of The Maiden. Can't get enough Maiden. Even if this album wasn't a big one. It's still a good one. It is great. It's Maiden. I can hear Steve Harris's fingers on his bass. Yep. I love that. It's part of that sound, man. You know, that last Maiden album, Final Frontier, yeah. came out late last year. Uh huh. It's really good. Man. Really? Oh, I man. only heard like two tracks off of it. I need man, to step up. It's good. I was so into that Flight 666 uh, documentary tour movie. Yeah. I sort of didn't listen to the new record as much. So is this my fourth track? Yeah. Iron Maiden. It's from Fear of the Dark? Yep. And what's the song? Fear is the key. Fear is the key from Fear of the Dark. Iron Maiden. Oh, here it is. I got slammed at the end. I'm going to have to talk my way out of this one. I think I do. Don't show it to me. These piano chords should tell you who it is. Sounds very Newman. Yes. It's not from Nemo, is it? It is. It is! Yeah. What's it called? Curl Away, My Son. Oh, Curl Away! Thomas Newman, great composer. Finding Nemo. Great movie, great score. Oh, here we go. Here's the curling away, actually. Man, I love this movie. My kids and I totally watch this over and over. Any Pixar film, for that matter. So that was it. There it is. I'm pretty stoked. I, we think, had, I think you came out better than I did. That's crazy. I can't believe that you got Monsoon Wedding. I should have got that. Not my best showing on the uh, on the Shuffle Showdown. It was your iPod and it was mine, so there you go. So we're going to do another podcast in about two weeks so I can have a rematch. I'm down. <laughs> Just show up. I can't live with this showing for, right. the, for the next six months. You know what? A winter, fall, fall, winter podcast would be really nice. You want to just commit to that right now? Okay. Okay. Done. We're, we're committing right now. If you don't get a podcast 16 from us in the fall or winter, we will refund the entire amount, all your money back. Here's the, uh, here's the promise. Promise. If we don't do a podcast before the end of the year, free t-shirts for everybody. Send us an email on January 1st. Say, hey, where's the podcast? You didn't do it. 
I want my free T-shirt. You send us your address, you get a free Deep Exile T-shirt. Yeah, you could drink your champagne and do your sparklers and send us an email at 1202 <laughs> and say, hey, it's 2012, no podcast. Here's my address. Send me my T-shirt. <laughs> and we'll be like, I'm sorry, we were busy on the record. Here's your T-shirt. Thank you for listening. If you don't want to wait and you want to get a T-shirt, visit deepexile.com. We got oh, yeah. t-shirts. We, we got, actually do sell them, huh? Yeah, we sell them at the website. <laughs> They're not just free. Yeah, we got t-shirts. We got uh, posters, CDs. Oh, yeah, we have some of the crossing posters, those big uh, 36 by 12s. Yeah. And treasure posters. The award-winning cover art. So thanks for actually tuning in to this podcast 15. If you want to tell us anything, good or bad, um, anything, just send an email to info at deepexile.com. Or call us up and tell us in your own voice what you're thinking. Just call the Deep Exile Skype hotline at 858-926-5770. Call now. Yeah, just call. And you can say whatever you want and we will answer it, respond to it, probably on the next podcast. Do we have something new we could play? You know, I, I think we do. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be like a full length thing, but I think it can be sort of like a a tease, if you will. A tease. Let's play a tease. Yeah. We'll leave you with this track that we have been just starting to work on. It's a very, very young piece, I yeah. guess you'd call it. Very, very rough idea. It's very raw. It's this nubile idea that um, we know it's going to go on the record, but I, I'm very sure it's going to be in a much different form when it's completed. We have a lot of music done for the third album, but this one, I think this is just like one half of a day of work. Yeah, it's really just a spark. No title? Oh, of course not. It's March or April something? Yeah, it might be March 18th. So that's it for this 15th Deep Exile podcast. We are chest deep in the new record. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope that uh, you got a little insight out of this episode. And according to our pledge, you're going to get another podcast from us in a few months. Thanks for listening. You're John Jenkins. And you are David Helpling. Peace out.